Hey, how's it going, baseball fans, and welcome to another episode of Passion for the Pastime, a baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Walter Icaurceta, and thank you guys for joining in. Uh, I took another layoff a little bit. It was uh, unanticipated, but, you know, with the height of the NBA Finals kicking off in mid-May, you know, I had to take a little bit of time. You had to set my, my priorities a little bit, have my two jobs uh, but also watching the finals, and it concluded yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, I was hoping for one more game uh, out of the Warriors and the Raptors. Congratulations to the Raptors, by the way. Um, you know the the Raptors they uh, they they had a, a a you know they had a good game plan for the Warriors, and the Warriors they were just you know they were uh, hurt by a lot of injuries. So, um, like I said, congratulations with with the Raptors. Um, this is a baseball podcast, however. Uh, so I just wanted to let you guys know what I was doing within that time frame because it is exactly a month to the day uh, of my last podcast. My last podcast was May 14th. And in that week, you know, talking about Toronto, um, you know, Toronto, the last time I talked to you guys, I was heading out to the ballpark to go see the young phenom, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And man, he did not disappoint. Um, I was at the ballpark for his first two home runs, and he made it, uh, <laughs> he uh, definitely um, broke onto the scene with a big splash, and no pun intended, no, none of the balls went into McCovey Cove, but I mean, for your first home runs to be at at and Park, which is notoriously a pitcher's park, and he made it look like, uh, he, he made it look like Cincinnati, he made it look like a launching pad, and the contact, when he made contact, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, he's unlike anybody else that I've ever seen in my life. Um, definitely, the sound of the ball hitting the bat, when it leaves his bat, it, it just, I've never heard it before. Um, you know, granted, you know, I'm only 27 years years young. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of baseball live in my life, but... You know Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He stands out above the most, and I've and I've seen a lot of Barry Bonds. Um, you know, with the exit velocity of I think it was 114. I'm trying to think a month back, but you know Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, Toronto, they they are they are living it up uh, lately. But you know, unfortunately today, uh, out of all days, you know, I decided to make my podcast, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had to leave the game uh, because he got hit by a pitch on his left hand. Uh, earlier today, but you know the the X-rays they came back negative, so that's good. You know that that's a that's a good sign for the young phenom, uh, hopeful uh, rookie of the year candidate. But you know my pick, even though I love Vladimir Guerrero Jr., loved his dad by the way, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, you know uh, somebody was talking to me earlier this this month. Uh, they were asking me to rank my top positions and uh, out, out of players that you've seen and you know that made it a little bit challenging because you know my center fielder that would it'd be Willie Mays you know right field it'd be Roberto Clemente but you know I never saw those guys play live in my lifetime so then I had to kind of think uh, back a little bit as far as you know the players that I saw so um, just talking about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. his dad I ranked him as the top uh, right fielder that I've ever seen. It was either him or Ichiro, and I went with Vlad, uh, Mad Vlad. Uh, I was a huge fan of Mad Vlad back back in those days. But hopefully, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has a speedy recovery 
because he got off to a hot start right at, or he didn't really get off to a hot start, but right after he left San Francisco, dude was just hitting home runs left and right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I can't explain it. Uh, I guess he got his confidence in San Francisco because if you can hit it out there, you can hit it out anywhere. Um, and they were laser beams, man. And we were sitting right around uh, the the third base line. I got some actually really good pictures. Uh, you know, I might go into photography. Who knows? But uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., you know, he is a Rookie of the Year candidate. and But he wasn't my choice uh, going into the year. And my choice going into the year was actually the south side of Chicago, um, Eloy Jimenez, Eloy Jimenez uh, of the Chicago White Sox. You know, it, it uh, actually, are the, are the White Sox on the, on the south side? I always mix that up. You don't know. You don't. You don't know. My assistant doesn't know. She she's supposed to be looking it up, but she is not looking it up, and she's just sitting there. So we'll we'll find out. But I I always get that mixed up because there is the two teams in Chicago. I probably should know better, um, but I'm not exactly sure who is on the south. It might be the Cubs actually on the south side of Chicago. Uh, the White Sox might actually be on the north side of Chicago. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Eloy Jimenez um, of the White Sox, he has been going off lately. Um, he's been hot, red hot, and he's my selection for the Rookie of the Year. And, you know, he hit two three-run home runs uh, in the past week, so he is not looking to slow down anytime soon. And that gives him, with those two home runs, that gives him – uh, I believe it is. Let me see if my counting is correct. Uh, I want to say he has 11 on the year. Yeah, uh, yeah, he has his, uh, he has 11 on the year. So um, that's great. That that is great. Um, and his six RBIs. Why are you laughing? His six RBIs are um, are the most by a White Sox rookie since Jose Abreu's six. Back in 2014 uh, against the Rays, so that's you know Jose Abreu. He's he's a great he's a great White Sox. So um, that's good company to be a, be a part of if you're Eloy Jimenez. Um, but you know it's kind of depressing being a Giants fan and being you know on the West Coast. Um, it's kind of depressing looking at all these young guys coming into the league. Eloy Jimenez, um, you know Vlad Jr. Looks like the Giants just hit a home run. Actually, by the way, who is that? Uh, I don't know who that is. Hopefully they're winning now. But uh, that we we do not get a lot of that in the Bay Area. Um, but it gets a little depressing when we talk about all these young guys. I love the young guys. Don't get me wrong. But they're not playing for my team. And that is just very depressing. You got Eloy Jimenez. You got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You got um, you know a whole bunch of players that... It's just it's very depressing, and my assistant has let me know that they are winning two to one. Who hit that home run though? Who hit that home run? Pablo Sandoval, and that is her favorite player. And <laughs> I'm embarrassing her now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, no, the 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 Giants they just don't have any young guys. But really, Sean Anderson he's been playing pretty good. Uh, Tyler Beatty he's been pitching pretty good. Uh, you look at Steven Duggar. I mean, Steven Duggar, Duggar's doing his thing. Uh, you know, Pablo, he's not old. I mean, he's not young. 
Um, Longoria, he's not young. You know, you, you look around the rest of the team, they're not really uh, a young team. Uh, so we have to look to the minors. And, you know, I'm actually excited for what's coming for the Giants. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know about... I don't know about the rest of you Giants fans out there, but you know you got to look at the silver lining because there isn't a lot to be excited about. Um, you know, Brochi's last season, and we're all getting depressed. Uh, it's looking like the end of Buster Posey. He's not doing too great. Uh, you know, Brandon Belt. I think he's going to get dealt. Um, I was saying it a couple years ago. He he was supposed to get dealt, but we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Brandon Crawford. He just doesn't look like the same player. I don't know what's going on with him. And then, uh, you know, everybody else is kind of – Longoria is actually coming around a little bit. But, I mean, what, what are you going to expect? I mean, Longoria, I think he's 34 years old. So uh, there's not really anything to be excited about for the future moving forward. Uh, but then we start looking into the minor leagues. And I definitely – we definitely, me and my assistant over there, she's uh, <laughs> looking at her phone. But uh, we definitely need to make it out to San Jose. Uh, I've been telling everybody that if you want to watch some good baseball, some good quality baseball, and you know you don't want to go to San Francisco and watch the Giants possibly lose, you can go to San Jose. We'll go watch the San Jose Giants play because the Giants uh, in San Jose, not to mistake them for the San Francisco Giants, uh, the San Jose Giants, they got something brewing down there. They got Joey Bart. He came back from his injury. Um, and prospect... Elliot Ramos, uh, he's showing a lot of development uh, this year. So I am really excited. That's the number one and number two prospects for the Giants system. And if there's going to be a turnaround anytime soon, it's going to be with those two guys, with Joey Bart and with Elliot Ramos. And Ramos, he has he already has um, 11 home runs this season. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, eight home runs this season after hitting 11 home runs last year in 124 games so he has found the power stroke and his OPS is 1.1 uh, 1.017 uh, and he's batting 314 so he's having a fantastic year obviously you know you got to watch their development through the whole process uh, you know Ramos could turn into something great or he could falter you know we all remember and this <laughs> and I hate bringing this up for Giants fans because we were calling this kid uh the next Willie Mays but I mean where's Gary Brown nowadays you know uh he was supposed to be the next coming and then he got to triple a and just uh didn't really do too well and then they give him a shot in the big leagues and he never really turned into anything so um with these guys in in low ball in uh in single A, you know, as they progress through the minors, you don't want to rush them along too too quick. I mean, they're in single A. We need to calm back a little bit, um, calm down a little bit, because they're in single A. You know, Bart and Ramos, and you know, they're they're a ways away from coming up to the major leagues, and they need to progress, and they need to allow time for them to progress. Um, the management for the Giants, and I don't think that. It's um, the Giants that we need to worry about, but it's the fans. Uh, the fans just need to take a seat and let the Giants do what they need to do um, because, you know, with them tearing it up in the minors, again, it's single A, but with them tearing it up in the minors, a lot of fans 
uh, that maybe don't follow the game of baseball too much. They want they want them in the major leagues now. But if you call up somebody before they're ready, when if you if you open that door uh, before that door is ready, you know you're not going to be ready for the other side. Uh, you're not going to be ready for the for what's on the other side of that door if you open it prematurely. And that's what the Giants um, organization needs to take into account. And I know they are. You know they they've been there, done that. Um, with Bumgarner, with Lincecum, with Kane, you know they they know how to develop these guys. Um, so we just gotta allow, as a fan base, we just gotta allow them the time to um, to progress. And I I can't wait for the future of the Giants in 2020. You know, 20 2022 maybe. 2022 might be more realistic. Maybe 2021. Um, we are in 2019, so. Uh, Man, the years have have flown by. It it's yesterday was seven years to the day that Matt came through that perfect game. I posted that on my Instagram. If you don't follow me on my Instagram, you can go ahead and find that. It's a uh, at Wally's podcast. What is it? Wally's underscore podcast. Wally's underscore podcast. I forget, but you can look it up. Um, and you know, I posted that because Matt Cain was actually my favorite player um, on the Giants. He was the longest tenured. Uh, I, I loved Matt Cain. I, I made it a point to go out to games when Matt Cain was pitching. Um, I just, I just, I just loved him, man. Like it was, it was amazing. I remember where I was, uh, watching that perfect game for Matt Cain. Um, I believe it was on a Friday night too. Cause I want to say I was here. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for, for the, for the future of the Giants, but unfortunately, you know, they don't have a lot of uh, relevance right now. Um, they are playing the Brewers. They have Christian Yelich. You know, you look at Christian Yelich, and he is tearing it up. Uh, he has 25 home runs on the year, and, you know, he doesn't show signs of slowing down. Uh, and what I was talking to one of my buddies uh, today, actually, uh, he's a Dodger fan, and funny, funny enough was uh, – you know, he his birthday was on Friday, and it was a Giants-Dodgers series, as we all know. And the Giants, they ended up losing that series two games to one. Uh, but they won on Friday night. And, you know, would I, would I be a good friend and, you know, hoping that the Dodgers win for his birthday? No. I'm just like, they, they Giants need to, need to destroy them by 10 runs. Uh, so I, I'm this petty. You know, towards Dodger fans. I mean, it's all in good fun. But uh, as soon as the Giants won that game on Friday, I sent him a text, and I said, "Happy birthday." And and I and I loved it. Pinkies up. Yep, pinkies up. Happy birthday. I loved it. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. But you know, he ended up having the last laugh. He went to the game um, on Monday. I'm sorry, on Sunday. Uh, gave him the day off. <laughs> But uh, he went to the game on Sunday, and Sunday is where the, you know, the tempers got a little hot. You know, it was it was hot in the Bay Area, uh, so that might have been a little bit to account for because we had record heat out here. It was it was hotter than hell. Uh, if, if you know, I haven't been there personally, but you know, I've heard stories. It's pretty damn hot down there. So uh, it was really hot out here, especially in the East Bay out in Antioch. It was uh we're literally neighbors to the sun. It was it was terrible out here. 
Uh, so uh, it, it sucked. But anyways, it was hot everywhere in the Bay Area, especially in San Francisco, because actually I was in San Francisco um, on on that Sunday. We went to the zoo, uh, went to the pier, went to Twin Peaks. It, it's a lovely day to be out in San Francisco um, if you have a car that has AC because no one else has AC and everybody wants to jump in my car like it's a like it's a clown car. But, uh, you know, we're just cruising around the city with the AC blasting. And, uh, you know, it's a nice day to be in the city when it's when it's nice and and warm and, and clear. But uh, going back to the ballpark, you know, it, it is not fun to be there when it's hot, because I remember I think it was two years ago. We were there when it was the one year ago. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, it was it was two years ago. One year ago. Sorry. It was last year. We were at the hottest game ever recorded in San Francisco. Uh, I swear it was like 120 degrees. It was it was hot. We didn't even stay for the whole game. I think we left. What was that? I did want to leave. I was just like, not. Nah, well, I think we were losing. I think we were losing. It was hot, and we were just like, nah, let's just go. Like whatever. We left in the seventh inning. Wow! Before the se- wow, I cannot call myself a fan. I I can't believe that. I can't believe I really did. I really left before, and I and I'm a strong advocate for staying for the whole game. You know, getting your money's worth. Uh, but damn, and we had good seats too, but we were in the sun, so were they really that good seats? <laughs> we should have got club seats. Uh, but but yeah, no, it, it 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 was hot in the city on Sunday, and tempers got hot. You know, uh, everybody's agitated when it gets hot out here. Um, and Madison Bumgarner starts the game, throws the first pitch, and he starts arguing with the umpires. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, relax, Madison. Relax, okay? It's not that It's the first game. I know it's hot. We're losing. Just calm down a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, all right, it's cool. Second pitch, boom. Max Muncy. And what is that over there? They're birds? They look like cannibal birds. I don't know if they're friendly. Are they friendly birds? All right. She says they're friendly birds, but I'm not. I'm not sold on that. But anyways, going back to the, you better you better watch them. I'm gonna have them come over here, eat me. Um, but uh, going back to the game, Max Muncy on the second pitch, Max Muncy uh, goes ahead and hits a home run, and sends it into the cove. Okay. And, you know, Max Muncy hits it. He doesn't even, uh, I wouldn't even call it a bat flip. It was more like a bat drop, uh, if anything. You know, I, I don't, I didn't see where the problem was. But, again, it was hot as hell. Madison Bumgarner was already agitated. He has all that hair. He has all that beard. He's just like, this is so hot. I'm all sweaty. I don't want to be out here in San Francisco. It's supposed to be a cool 65, uh, maybe 75 in the summer uh, but, you know, he gave up the home run. Max Muncy drops his bat and the, hesitates a little bit. He doesn't start walking immediately. But then he starts walking, goes into his home run trot. And then Madison Bumgarner says, get your ass moving. Like, keep run the bases. Run the bases. And then Max Muncy's like, oh, come on, let's go. And then I thought they were going to brawl. Uh, I was ready for that. But uh, but Max, Max Muncy, um, you know, he, he didn't have a good comeback at first. 
because uh, he was just saying, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. It took him all the way, and this is the IQ to Muncie, you know. It took him all the way around to third base to finally say, you don't like uh, how I hit the home run, you don't like how I trot, go get, go fish it out of the ocean. And first of all, Max Muncie, it's not an ocean, it's a cove, and if it's not a cove, it's a bay. And I know they're connected, but get, go, somebody get this guy a book. And put it in front of him because it's not an ocean, okay? It's not the ocean. It's the cove. Uh, if you want to insult somebody, if you want to insult my boy Madison, get it right. But <laughs> so, so there you go. You know, Madison, he got mad. Um, but then after the po- the post game, it was interesting because I never really thought of it this way. Um, and he was just saying, you know, everyone's advocating for let the kids play. And I've been a huge advocate for that um, because I I think that it brings a different dynamic to the game that baseball doesn't have what the other sports have, and it's the drama, it's it's the it's the raw emotion that players are allowed to show. You know, baseball doesn't they're, they're really traditional. Uh, they don't allow that to happen with a lot of the players. Um, basketball they let players show a lot of emotion. Football same thing and. I mean, you don't even want to get started with soccer. I mean, soccer, it's its emotional 24-7. But, you know, looking at baseball, it's very traditional, and they just don't like it when people are uh, celebrating and stuff like that. So I love the fact that the players are doing that. Tim Anderson, uh, you know, the other night, um, I think it was last week, it was um, Ronald Acuna he was going against Jose Urania, and you guys remember last year where I was talking about, you know, do we want to let pitchers police the game and, and throw at batters? Um, I don't know if you guys remember that last year, but, you know, Acuna, he he uh, he got his revenge on Urania, and he did a huge bat flip, and he took his time rounding those bases. And I was like, yeah, boy, you do your thing. That was That is how I reacted when I saw that happen. I was like, you do your thing. Uh, you know, and, and I love it. It adds to that factor. So then now the next time that they play against each other, uh, Urania and Acuna, I want to watch that matchup. I want to see, is Urania going to, going to pitch him inside? Is he, is he going to try to hit him again? I don't, I don't know. It's going to be, uh, really interesting the next time that they play against each other. Uh, I definitely want to watch that. But, uh, but you know, I've been a huge advocate for let the players play. And that's what this all stems down to because Madison says, after after the press conference, he's just like, well, they're talking about let the players play and let them be who they are. Well, this is who I am, and that's who I'm going to be. So let me play. What's the problem with that? Yeah, you, snap the fingers. The, you know, that's and, – and I never thought of it that way. Uh, so now that he kind of opens my mind up, it's like, so why is – the reaction by Madison not well received. Um, is it because it's a negative emotion? Is it because he's angry? Uh, because we're all for showing positive, but you know, if if a pitcher's out there and he gets lit and he gives up a, a big home run and he and he starts mouthing off, I mean, let the kids play, right? You know that that's kind of that's kind of what he's he's talking about. And I totally get that because that is who Madison is. You know, we aren't uh, we aren't surprised when Madison starts talking, when he starts talking to the umps, when he starts mouthing off to a batter. Um, 
You know, that's just who his makeup is. It isn't anything brand new. Um, so should we allow him to do that as well? Should that be, is that, is that not a problem? Um, I don't think it's a problem to be honest. I think that Madison has every right to yell at someone for hitting a home run, uh, as opposed to, you know, Tim Anderson, uh, doing a dramatic bat flip. I think that it's the same thing. It's in the same ballpark. Um, you know, but it's just a worse look when a pitcher does it because he, it looks like he's throwing a tantrum, but really, I mean, he's just expressing his displeasure with himself. Um, so I, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I don't, what do you guys think? Uh, what is your take on the Madison Bumgarner, uh, situation? Um, you know, is it, should he be allowed to express himself, express himself in a negative uh, light you know if he if he's this displeased with how he's pitching um are you okay with that you know drop down in the comments hit me up on facebook on twitter on instagram uh, i want to know what you guys have to say about that um and as far as you know the individual act with the bat i guess flip quotation marks um with the bat flip with max muncie uh, i didn't really see I, if i was to rank it i'd probably rank it a two out of ten uh, as far as home run celebrations, because I didn't really see anything. Uh, it would be interesting to me to see when the hell uh, the Giants would end up playing Tim Anderson and the and the in the Chicago White Sox, because if Tim Anderson goes yard on Madison Bumgarner and he does a bat flip, uh, they're fighting at second base. I, I don't I don't see anything else uh, stemming from that. Because uh, Tim Anderson, you know, I applaud him for what he does. Uh, and he does it consistently. So, as, I mean, it's the same thing with Madison. Uh, you know, they're not trying to be something they're not. They're, that's just who they are. So, um, that's my opinion on the whole situation. And, you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see how the next outing is for Madison Bumgarner. It's actually tomorrow. Uh, they're playing the, the Brewers uh, all weekend. I'll actually be at the ballpark uh, the next two days, so I'll be there Saturday and Sunday if you guys want to stop by. But uh, Bumgarner will be uh, pitching tomorrow against the Brewers. So let's see if there's any bat flips, if there's any uh, any hot tempers. You know, the, the Bay Area cool breeze is uh, is rolling in now. It's, uh, it's cooling off quite a bit. I'm actually outside right now doing this podcast. I don't know if you guys can hear uh, the trees, but it's actually pretty nice out here. Uh, it's too hot inside to do a podcast. So, uh, came outside. It's a, it's a nice, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice night. It's a nice night. Might hop in the hot tub. Who knows? Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. You know, there's a lot of baseball this weekend and I will get to you guys next week. Uh, I promise. I promise you, I will not leave you again. I did it once. I did it twice. I'll be damned if I do it three times. I apologize, but I will be back um, after the weekend. But before the weekend is over, you know, we, this is Friday. Games are already kicking off. Um, right now, as I'm recording, the Dodgers are beating the Cubs. Come on, Cubbies. I hope the Cubs uh, pull that one out. Javier Baez Jr., he had a hell of a bat flip the other night. Uh, I forget who he was who he was going against. He was going against a rookie pitcher. So, so that was kind of that was kind of messed up. Oh, another home run, or is that a replay? Is that another home run? Pilar? Yeah. Kevin Pilar. He is going to have, I, I guarantee it, Kevin Pilar is going to have more home runs than Bryce Harper. I am calling it right now. 
Pilar is at, I want to say, eight home runs, and Bryce Harper's at 11. Pilar is having more home runs than Bryce Harper. Mic drop right now. No, I'm not going to drop the mic, but that is a mic drop moment. Pilar will have more. Yes, yes. Figuratively drop the mic. Can't drop it in this hand because I have my cell phone. But uh, going back to the to the weekend series, we have the Dodgers. They're going against the Cubs. It's four to one in the in the middle of the fifth, going to the bottom. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, four to three. Excuse me. Um, so that's a big series. And then we have the Angels and the Rays. That should that uh, should be a good series. They actually the Rays won tonight, uh, nine to four. And then the rest of the series, you know, we got the Phillies and the Braves. That should be great. And then, um, you know, you got uh, the, the Yankees and the White Sox. Uh, I mean, that's not a that's not a must watch, but Eloy Jimenez. I mean, he put put the smackdown on uh, on Sabathia and the Yankees. So uh, it's always nice when the Yankees lose. So I hope you guys have a good weekend. Enjoy yourself. Uh, definitely, if you're in the Bay Area listening. I hope you guys uh, stay out of the heat. I think it is going to cool off a little bit this weekend. Um, but if it is hot where you are, definitely jump in the pool. You know, I got a pool to my left. I got a hot tub over there. Got the lights on. Sun's going down. Sunset on my right. Uh, it's a beautiful night out here. It's a beautiful night. So you guys have a good one. Be safe out there. And I will talk to you guys in a couple of days, maybe a week. I'm not sure exactly when. Uh, possibly Wednesday, because now that the finals are over, I don't really have anything else to do. It's just baseball season and work, and I'd much rather talk to you guys every week. You guys have a good one. Talk to you guys next week.